Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's hey. right over there. Look at that. Hi, everybody. And running the boards is Joey D. Hey. Hey. On today's show, we will talk Foundation. We will talk Walking Dead. We will talk Doctor Who. We'll non spoilery talk about Dune. What? And I'll talk with Gareth von Kallenbach, and we will get the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. So many ways. And if you don't know how to spell Odyssey, that's fine. We spell it weird. A-U-D-A-C-Y. And uh, oh. it's a very easy way once you uh, memorize it, like I did. Let's get right into this, and we'll start off with some TV talk, because I'm very excited to see how this is going to pan out. Now, Apple TV Plus has Foundation, which is based off of Isaac Asimov's uh, book. Game and of Thrones in space, at least, is what people are calling that's it. That's what people are calling it. I, it's it's funny, because like I saw like the trailer, and they said it's the next Game of Thrones and Star Wars, but then I saw it was Collider who was saying that. Yeah. So I'm like, who the hell is writing for Collider? <laughs> and it's been fun because, BJ, while you haven't been here, Joe's been given a little bit of a recap, and it's been kind of a roller coaster with him. It's uh, from one episode to the next. It's either he hates it or he's like, I'm tolerating it. And then it goes back to hating it. So it's kind of fun to see where he's going to be. And then now with you here, we can get a, at least another maybe maybe a steady opinion about this. I'm not too sure. How are you feeling about it? Well, I did, I can't remember the books, and I you know ah, so I don't have okay. any idea how true to the story they are being or not. It's been so long, so I don't have any of that vitriol if they're going off script a little bit. Um, and you know, the thing with Joey is is that he does make good points. I tend to <laughs> I tend to try to think maybe they're trying to you know give us a longer game, which I believe this last episode, which is called um, Death and the Maiden, they revealed some things that at least made you go, "Oh, all righty, I guess that's why what we saw in earlier episodes was happening that made us scratch our heads. But it doesn't seem like that happened for you, Joe. It seems like this latest episode just made you more infuriated. Um, I think for me, the big problem now with this last episode has kind of confirmed my fears with the show, which is that at some point in either focus testing or editing, the storyline got too complex or too hard to follow. And so it's not really coherent. The story itself is great. I really like what they're doing. It's just not being presented in a way that's very you know, pr- provoking or keeping attention, if, if you will. Yeah, and they're trying to. There's a message. There's no doubt about the fact there is a message here, and who knows what the message is true. You know, are they, you know, science fiction does a great job of taking a look at something that's going on in the world today and saying, you know what, this sucks, and we'll do a show on another planet, and people won't know we're really talking about this. Uh, And boy, oh boy, it really does seem, you know, about the fact that. The world of Foundation is been, has been predicted by math to basically crumble. But here's the weird thing. This scientist, this, this guy, Harry Seldon, was a scientist, and 
he basically said, look, it's all about the math. I'm making this prediction not because I'm you know, prophetic because I got supernatural powers. The math says that our world as we know it, the way we rule it, the way we rule with this iron fist, the way that we have the same cloned leader who's this Cleon the first all the way down to Cleon the 400th, but it's the same clone. It, it's all got to go. It's, uh, it's going to crash down. People are going to revolt. The places He just did the math. Well, they've turned this mathematician into a spiritual religion, into the point yeah. where people are saying, thanks, Selden. Like, you know, whenever they trip and fall, ooh, thanks, Selden, I didn't get hurt. It's like, wow. wow. And it really shows you what a society can do when it comes to fanaticism, and they can bend it and change it, and, and foundation, that's the core, I think, of what it's telling you, is like, you know what? You can get stagnant with your belief system and the way you want to run things, and also you can fanaticize things. That is the core of what they're trying to do in the midst of also telling a story about certain individuals that appear to be special. And Joey does make a point. You're like, you get introduced to a characters you love, then those characters are gone, then there's this other character who you go, now I'm supposed to like this person, and then they're the kind of, some people might call a Mary Sue, like she just, people are comparing this character to Michael Burnham. And um, that's Salver Harden, who um, is the warden of this uh, little planet that's really defenseless. And they're the math people who've turned it into a religion. But everybody goes, oh, she's just like Michael Burden, Burnham. And I'm like, wow, I, don't, I, I feel like, first of all, don't know if you know that might be maybe even slightly racist because they're both African-American actors or at least, you know, African actors. And secondly, because she's a woman and she can do stuff? Is that why you're Mary suing her? Um, but I don't know if it's legitimate. Sometimes there are characters that really have more power than they should, um, especially if the yeah. story didn't make you believe there was a supernatural being. And Joe, is that is that where you're at, where you think that Selvar Harden might be like, what? why is she special? And it's weird that she's special. Yeah, and again, so I think... I 100% think she is a Mary Sue with the way they're portraying her character right now. But I think that's because of editing. I think what wouldn't have been portrayed that way had it originally been whatever the cut they could have given us been actually shown. Because the problem is, like you said, you jump into this character and this is supposed to be a, uh, a colony of very intelligent you know, mathematicians, essentially, mm -hmm. and people who believe this in science. And the fact that they all, like, deny what she's saying as she's supposed to be one of, like, the kids of this group and she's and you know she can just do things that you shouldn't be able to do as a as a child born on a colony on far away from technology it just it, none of it really adds up to her character but i think that's probably because they just cut it up so that the first two episodes of the series try to really catch you and engage you and then you know make you commit to watching the rest of it i again because the, they're trying to be game of thrones they're trying to be like, oh, we're going to weave all these storylines together, but then it just didn't end up happening. Like, I wish I remembered the book, Joe, because then I could tell you if they're really trying to be Game of Thrones or if they're following the book, but I can't well, remember. According yeah. to uh, the Rotten Tomato user uh, uh, one-star reviews that I see <laughs> a lot, that they have no idea where they are going in reference to the book. Like they're saying that it has oh, nothing no. to do with the book. Oh, that's now again, not good. this could be an, uh, angry internet people, so you take it at that value on that one. Um, but yeah, there, a lot of the the reviews are not too happy with uh, the them uh, disregarding the source material. Yeah, and BJ, I don't know if you noticed these two scenes, and I'll tell you, and this is what brings it up for me and why I don't understand her character is because there's a scene once where she wakes up in the middle of the night and just follows a random feeling, which I yeah. feel like is very off off brand of the show and then there's another scene in this last episode where she can just pilot a sh intergalactic ship you know 
out of nowhere, and you're just kind of like you're a kid in a colony who's never even barely driven a you know a boat or anything. Yeah, at least at least Luke said he used to shoot womp rats. You know what I mean? Yeah. They tried to give you some dialogue <laughs> yeah. so that when the kids doing amazing things. Um, yeah, and with that said, though, Rev, going back to your original question, I actually still like the show. The The, the special effects are great. Lee Pace is fantastic. Oh, like uh, Terrence Pace, Mann yeah. is fantastic. I like where they're going with uh, a character where he's different and he, and, and he could upset the entire universe with the way he's thinking. Uh, you know, when you get somebody who's a new thinker and the old thinkers don't like new thoughts, but somebody in power is a new thinker. There's, it's interesting enough for me, but is it interesting enough for somebody who, you know, likes a faster pace and maybe a little bit more cohesion? Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> or, or anybody that read the book and goes, where is the book? <laughs> yeah, because I kind of had this conversation with my roommate who watches it. The story is really good. Like, you can tell all the parts that are there are great. It's just very unfortunate the way it's been presented. It's, it's okay. kind of like that's what's, spo- you know, kind of ruining it because there should be this cool mystery of the story that you're following is who's do- doing what and why are they doing it and how is this society going to collapse as opposed to what we're getting i think like the last time i last time we even talked about this last week i felt that uh i feel that once we get to the end of the season and if they can bring that all together i want to come back and see what you how you feel about it if they did that in a way that you were like okay this works or if uh, it didn't yeah and i think it will which is the unfortunate part because then you have to ask yourself well how is this going to get a season two even if it comes together at the end, because they've lost so much of that yeah, audience. Exactly, and I mean, unfortunate. It, and you guys are talking about just the fact that it looks beautiful. That oh. is not cheap. So when it comes down to it, if you can't yeah. get the 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 subscribers to uh, follow the entire thing, you're not going to be able to keep it rolling. And that's, yeah, I hope Apple TV Plus still goes with it. And Leah Harvey, who plays Salver, I really like. I really like her character. Like. You know, it was tough because I wasn't liking her because I didn't know her. They introduced me to a couple of other people I thought I was supposed to dig. And so she's had a tough job going, okay, now everybody like me because I'm really the star of the show. I'm like, you are? And she's done, you know, in the the episode, it's like, okay, I'm with you. I dig you. I like your story. And so credit to to Leah Harvey for getting that done because I don't think they set her up for success because of the way Joey says they cut this whole thing together. Yeah, and to your point, Rev, when you have a high budget like that, it's yeah. very difficult to get renewed unless you, you yeah. know, keep that pace. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now, a show that uh, just entered its mid-season break for uh, it's the final season, The Walking Dead. And TWDB! Yeah, TWDB. Have you started yet? Uh, no, I, uh, oh, I mean, right now we're God. in a break, so I might be able to catch oh, up. As, at so this point, much good stuff is happening! I know, ah. but it's kind of fun at this point in time just oh. to keep telling you no because you keep doing it like this. You're the one that kept bugging me to watch this show 400 years ago. I know, and it's and you've given up on it. Like, oh, I mean, I should never watch anything you tell me to watch because I know if it goes long haul, you're out. That's the spirit. And and yet this is it, Rev. I mean, do you want to be the person that doesn't know what's happening as they wrap it up in February? Like, you're gonna just. Find out without even being there? Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, Christmas break, I'll be able to have some time or I'll be doing a whole okay. lot. I'll be able to kind I, of binge yeah. it then. I hope you can. I re- I mean, you should be there for the end real time with the rest of us. I don't disagree with you on that one. I mean, yeah. I, I followed it for a long time. and It'll be interesting to see what happens just in terms of they've always diverged at least a little bit from the source material, which are the comic books. And I mean, Kirkman ended it abruptly in a heck of a way that I don't know necessarily even matters to the show now at this point in time. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, you know, again... You know the pacing of The Walking Dead, just like mm-hmm. the pacing of Game of Thrones. 
this season felt a bit rushed because whenever you have a big bad person, and right now we've got, it seems like, multiple bad people, and there's also another show, The World Beyond, mm-hmm. which I am I think we're, there may be a crossover, which I don't know about, because in the last episode of The Talking Dead, Christopher, uh, Christopher, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. why can't I think of Chris the Chris Hardwick. Oh, it is Chris Hardwick, yeah. yeah. So Chris Hardwick had two guests on, and he had a guest on from The Walking Dead, and he had another guest on from The World Beyond, and I don't know who the hell she is, but he was asking questions. He's And Chris was like, do you think, and reference something from her show, has anything to do with The Walking Dead? And she goes, I'm sure it does. I think it really does. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Oh, You know, I'm like, well, I hope you figure, I hope you help me out because I'm not going to watch The World of the Walking Dead. I gave up on fear and I don't have time to even start the world. And I hope, <laughs> you know, and I hope they understand that. You know, it's just like with comic books. Don't forget to read this and this and this. Like, No, I'm only reading Spider-Man. So bring me up to date. Uh, because I'm not going to read every side thing you have that you're making a gigantic story out of. Um, and that's tough because I think that's a little bit of that's going on. But still, they rushed. Uh, I mean, I feel like they rushed the uh, one of the big bad guys. And I don't know how much time he had in the comic. So, you know, you got guys like the governor and guys like Negan that had seasons, you know, mm-hmm. and even yeah. bled into a new season. Pope, uh, he got like a season-ish. You know, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, this is only because this is only half a season. So, yeah, uh, very well acted, obviously, um, you know, and, and, and he got a lot of love. Another British guy, by the way, Rev. Uh, it is it is really amazing how many British people are in the show. And again, you know, the actor that played Pope, you sit there and you go, all right, well, um, he sounds like a regular guy, just like anybody else. And you turn it out. No, he's uh, he's actually British. Oh, he's got a good American accent then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he, you know, so he's done. And uh, but there could be a new problem. Then there's this whole thing where Eugene went to find a girlfriend and they're stuck in that Aww. world and that. This is a world that oh man this is this will this will irritates the hell out of you just the way people are in this particular good area, you know it doesn't matter in The Walking Dead everybody with good intentions and you remember uh, you know where the governor used to hang out yeah uh, and, and everybody seemed like they were cool but they weren't no nope. and you know and the same thing with the Commonwealth but it wraps up it wraps up February is it baby it is. And, I still believe they keep showing Judith and keep talking about how she misses her mom and her dad. I just feel like if you don't pay it off with Michonne and Andrew Lincoln, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, if they're teasing it that hard, okay, yeah, okay, I got to come back. All right, fine. I'll do it. (laughs) I mean, I hope so. There is rumors that the Heapsters are going to come back, or at least the Heapster leader. What's her name? I forget. Oh, yeah, I don't remember her Uh, name. uh, Harriet Heapster. Harriet Uh, Heapster. You're not saying Heapster, right? No, it's Heapster. It's Heapster, Heapster, yeah, because they they look like hipsters that that were in a dump. Yeah, Uh, that's why they call them Heapsters. Yeah, the trash heap. So, yeah. um, so but we know she's coming back. That was teased. Uh, we just, you know, we, I mean, I just, if no, if there's no Michonne, come on. If there's no Rick, come on. Exactly. Uh, just in time for Halloween, there's been a big announcement. If you didn't know, maybe you forgot, Doctor Who is getting a new series that's going to premiere Sunday, October 31st, which is Halloween. They're calling it Doctor Who Flux. What do you know about this, dude? Well, here's the thing. It's Doctor Who. We only are going to do six episodes. Yeah. We're going to call it a six-episode story arc. So that way you maybe won't realize it's only a six-episode season. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, and it's funny because I looked at IMDb and for some reason they say there's going to be seven episodes, but I keep hearing it's a six-episode big epic story that starts on Halloween, which is cool. Doctor Who has done uh, New Year's Day specials. They've done Christmas Day specials. It's kind of fun that they're doing basically a Halloween special to start this thing off with uh, Jody's last year playing the Doctor and Chris Chibnall's last year as a showrunner. a lot of you know, a lot of people didn't like let the the ending of last season and how they explained who she is and how she's not really uh, a time lord. How the time lords basically were very one scientist was abusive to an alien species who happened to be the doctor, and that's how they got their ability to regenerate and keep living forever. It was never Weird. a time lord ability. It, it a lot of people are pissed about that, and you know, and a lot, and there was some you know plot holy things about what could happen, he couldn't happen, and so you pissed off all those folks. And they haven't liked Chris Chibnall and the way he's approached Doctor Who. But you know what? I have. I really think that they've had some great episodes. I love Jodie's Doctor. She's one of my favorite Doctors there ever been. And I hope that people really remember that and give her a lot of love because it's just so ridiculous that, you know, people can't see how good she's been in this role. Um, so it's a six episode, uh, basically mini series and that, I, I mean, I don't know if she'll regenerate at the end of six or if there'll be a new year's episode, uh, once this is done, I have, I mean, six weeks from now is not Christmas, right? I mean, if I, I mean, math is wrong. No, but no, I, no, it won't be. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be mid though. It'll be around the mid area on that. So it'd be like December yeah. 14th or so. So I, I mean, yeah, we, we get a new companion cause two of the people left. Uh, and, um, so we get that. And also the big news, which I don't know if I ever announced, but Russell T. Davies is signed on to come back to be the showrunner in 2022 when Doctor Who does its 14th season. Oh, um, okay. You know, 14th series, they call it. Uh, so that was the big, big news. So we know this is the last one for Chris, the last one for Jody. She said, I think she pretty much said she's out. Uh, there are conflicting reports about that, but it feels like if Russell's coming on board, they're probably, he's going to introduce a new doctor and, uh, don't know, you know, then, then you'll get the controversy. Who will the doctor be? Will the doctor be male, female? Will the doctor be non-binary? I mean, you just I hope don't the, know. I hope the doctor's an iguana. Yes. Well, listen, uh, <laughs> we had what? We had yeah. Crocodile Loki. Why not Iguana Doctor? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm glad it. you guys followed along with my train of thought on that one. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, uh, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I love Doctor Who. It's such a great show, no matter who's doing it. And uh, sometimes people just need to step back and, and go, you know what? They did some cool stuff with their, with Chris's run. I really like what he did. Even the ending. I thought it was very clever to breathe life into the origin story and it makes a lot of sense. If you know the Time Lords, to me, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they were abusive sons of bees to another alien species. The Time Lords suck. That's why Doctor. That's why the, that's why the Doctor ran away, stole a TARDIS, and went and did stuff because he thought his people were idiots. So fair enough. I, fair enough. Yeah, I, I feel like you know this wasn't as off brand as people are saying. <laughs> uh, moving on from that, we're going from a book that was uh, a TV show that was a book that turned into a TV show with Foundation into a book that was turned into a movie back in the day, turned into a miniseries, and now has become another movie, a big budget blockbuster called Dune. It came yeah. out last week, and yes, so a bunch of us have seen it, and we're not going to do any spoilers. I just figured that we would give. Give our uh, well, opinion on it and just kind of. There's sand. In there, it. Well, there's sand. And Spoiler there, alert! And there's some spice. 
Oh, so sugar? It's, it's spicy sand. No sugar. Oh, no sugar. Yeah. No sugar. No sugar. And here's the problem. Um, I re- And there's no sting. I'm afraid sting is not in this. <laughs> no, which no, means, no. Stings, uh, in, stings in a TV show called Only Murders in the Building. He didn't yeah. have enough time to be in Dune, so unfortunately he's not Don't around for that. Don't you realize how good it would be? Because finally he could get to do what they should have done in the Dune that we, David Lynch did back in the day, where Sting could have sat there, turned it into a musical, singing the, the lead song, Don't Sand So Close to Me. Oh, uh, you have Don't been say, waiting for that one, haven't you? Don't say it so close can, to me. Um, can, can you go on um, 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 assignment, please? I will Sorry. not edit that out. Yeah, okay. I know you yeah. won't. So, there no, I, I ended up watching Dune on HBO Max, even though you can go see it in the theaters. And Fancy. the f- first thing that I thought with this was, I should be watching this in the theater. Uh, I am absolutely 100% going to go back and watch this on the big screen. Yes! Because how much, A, I loved it. I thought it was way more coherent than the 84 version. And the music and the visuals need to be seen in the bi- the biggest way possible. I'm looking for IMAX showings because I need to see this as big as possible. Yeah, I think what we learned is, yes, David Lynch, people had a lot of inside thoughts, but you still can communicate those without making it really weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's David Lynch. I mean, I mean, the inside, that's the part of Dune, the old one that's just, that's because I went back and watched it afterwards and it's like, oh, you know what? I mean, look, it's it's an 80s night, whatever the heck movie, 90s, 80s, mm-hmm. whatever it was was made i think it was 80s and, yeah yeah and it, yeah sure i mean for its time it was pretty awesome for special effects and everything but the weird thing was the inside thought dialogue that was just forced it's like yeah. oh this is so cheesy and i don't know what david was you know david's david david i mean i, <laughs> I you know i love twin peaks so i'm never gonna argue with him. I, I, I love what he did especially with the new one but uh yeah that that's the improvement. The improvement is we don't have that. <laughs> and, I mean, overall, I felt that they got a good scope of it. It is only part one, which they don't ever say until they show the title screen. I didn't know that either. I did know that. I, I And I, wow. I don't remember where I read that. But if you're just a normal moviegoer, you might not understand that. So once you get into this long movie that's over two and a half hours long, and then it kind of ends in a sort of like the, the, the first half does, it does end in a way. Way um, that definitely leads towards a sequel, but you don't get any sort of finality to it. So if you didn't know that, you might be confused. But fear not, everybody. It has been greenlit for the sequel, which I think was kind of in the plan and no matter what. Didn't he say, did you read Rev? He wants to do a third one, too? They're doing a series. Oh, um, so they're they're going to okay. be doing a TV series based off of uh, the 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 priestess ladies, the Bene Geralts or whatever uh, the hell uh, they are, the Bene Jes- the Bene Gesserits. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're so you're saying for sure that we're going to get part one, part two, and that's it. I mean, uh, that's going to be a complete story. No, I cannot. Um, but I'm pretty sure uh, that they're going to be doing just part one and just part two, and part two will be coming out in 2023. You'll have a little bit of a time to wait for oh, that. Oh, wow. It's going to be that wild. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they uh, haven't even started shooting yet, so that was the uh, whole thing on that. Well, I guess uh, we can't have a movie if it's not shot. I mean, right. everyone seems to be doing a lot of stuff right now. You got uh, Aquaman going on as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to get all the actors together, and that's hard. That's, that's a big right. cast. Because the oh, cast yeah. is huge. Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, uh, Dave Bautista, Timothy yeah. Chalamet. <laughs> you just love saying his name. Timothy yeah. Chalamet. Chalamet. <laughs> He's French, so you have to say it. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy. Oh, yeah, uh, but yeah, it was. I, I I thought it was a good representation. They've done some really fun stuff with it, and I am eager to watch it over and over again. Even if it's like one of those 
background movies, which kind of sounds weird because it is a high concept fantasy movie. But the the music is so good that it's it's I feel it's its own character. And it really kind of guides the movie in a way. A lot of the times, movies don't really let the music do that. And I, I, it's one of my favorite movies, especially from this year, but uh, really kind of of all time at this point. Okay, so I got a little bit of clarification. It's not necessarily green lit exactly, but they did ask how many films they want there to be. And yeah. because there are two books, Dune and Dune Messiah, and they split the first novel into two which we know yeah. Dune one and two he's like now we're at three movies and those movies are very long to make so for my mental sanity i decided to just dream about three movies oh okay so, so yeah bj you three. weren't wrong there there might still actually be a third movie there which, uh, which for what the first but the first dune book no, no. for, the, uh, for oh both gotcha okay yeah, so, so it'll right. be it'll be two for the first nice. one and then right. one for the second and then one dune messiah yeah and like so probably so not any more than that so we should say for anybody that watched the old dune movie we should see basically you know, you when you watch this one, you'll go, "Oh, they ended it here," and yeah. you know, and then go, and then you watch that other Dune movie, the old Dune movie, and you'll see. I imagine, however that ended, that's what we will see. Yeah, a, a similar sort of completion. And don't worry, I'll use Zendaya fans out there who are really mad about the fact that she only got seven minutes of screen time. She will be back for the next movie, so there will be more of her in there. And you don't even have to wait because Spider Man No Way Home is coming out in December. You'll get to see her more often. Well, you kind of did give a little spoiler. Oh yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I hate to. So, so yes, when you tell people that, then <laughs> you pretty much tell them. Well, the only reason we wouldn't see a lot of her then is because they would have ended it at a particular thing. You're right. Yeah, you kind of did spoil it a little bit. Well, what are you going to do? Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. That's cool. That's fine. Well, yeah. then we'll just end that review right now. <laughs> and maybe we'll get a little bit deeper uh, in the next Spoiler coming alert. weeks as we go along uh, with it. But now uh, it's time for us to move on. I need to talk with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net, and he's got the pulse on games, movies, and so much more. But let's start off in the video game world with Doom Eternal and their update 666. Spooky. <laughs> so we're finally getting the long-awaited horde mode just in time for Halloween, and essentially nice. anybody that's not familiar with horde mode, it means they're going to send it at you over and over and over can you survive and you know with all weaponry available at your disposable as the doom slayer this is what people have been really anxious about now what i found interesting is anybody who's played the game knows they send things at you over and over and over and doom eternal not only is very challenging the expansions the ancient gods one and two were not only so challenging, they were frustratingly difficult that even experienced players said, I, you know, I, I don't think I can do this. Damn. Uh, so, you know, this is nice. This is a nice little update, a nice challenge. And it, it just goes to show that they are continuing to support the game and continuing to give players things they want. And even though this game came out a year ago, they said this was coming and they stuck to it. That's awesome. I mean, I've, there's obviously going to be delays, especially in the video game world. So the fact that they're uh, uh, upholding their end of the bargain, so to speak, uh, it helps, especially with uh, with uh, gamer confidence. Absolutely. Moving on from that, we do have an interesting thing because it seems that Bill Murray is going to be entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Now, this one kind of threw everyone for a loop. Now, 
A lot of it is very vague, but apparently Bill Murray has recently given an interview where he let slip that he has taken part in a Marvel film to see what it's all about. Now, he also um, said that this apparently is going to be a one-time thing, that having done that, he doesn't see himself doing this again, so on and hmm. so forth. There were a lot of read-between-the-lines things in it where uh, he talked about that he you know, was fan of the director, so on and so forth. Uh, people try to read comparisons. Well, there's Paul Rudd and the fact that they worked on the Ghostbusters uh, film together. Oh, yeah. A lot of people think that, uh, I mean, it, it's not been said. It's all speculation at this point. All we know is that apparently Murray said he has done some work on a Marvel film. The belief is, is that it is Ant-Man Quantumania. And the plea, uh, people are saying they think it's because either the connection with Rudd, but mainly he has a, a known relationship with the director, uh, so on and so forth. But it could be something entirely different. But the fact is, uh, everything is indicating from Murray's own mouth that he has done something that's probably not more than a glorified cameo. Right. But he yeah. doesn't see it as an ongoing uh, the- the interesting thing on that also is I just remember um, Bill Murray's cameo in Zombieland where he literally played Bill Murray. I wonder if they're going to do something silly like that or if he's actually going to be some sort of character that people know from the comic books uh, in some sort of like fan service sort of thing. Like I couldn't even imagine what kind of character Bill Murray would be and I mean, would he be, like, animated? Would he be voiced? Would he be CGI? Would he just be himself? Like, all of these are the big questions that maybe we'll find out someday. I mean, Quantumania, if it is the one that he's going to be in, it doesn't come out for quite a while, so I hope that there are going to be some more details as we continue on. Absolutely, and what's so interesting about that is you you can say, I could see how they would want to get him in there, but the fact that he was pretty clear that, I, you know, he was doing this mainly director's a nice guy fan of the director wanted to kind of see what this whole marvel thing was about but i don't see myself doing uh marvel stuff again it it doesn't indicate to me that it's a major character that they would consider having on an ongoing basis but then there's a part of me just letting my mind run wild we've already seen him in there and there's this part of me going like you said with cgi character can you imagine him voicing howard the duck you stop that. I don't want no more Howard the Duck. We already got Seth Green, and I don't I don't even like that one. Like, we don't need a Howard the Duck. We don't, we don't, we don't, Gareth. Come on. You know I me better know, than that. I know, but a character <laughs> like that, one yeah, that could pop yeah, in, yeah. that doesn't, doesn't plan in the next 10 years, but they could do a random cameo sometime later, and people wouldn't say, hey, the voice is different. What if it's Beta Ray Bill Murray? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you know what? Sw- swing for the swing for the moon. Let's go with Alpha Flight, and they can do the TV Canadian voices. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> and then finally, we had talked previously about the Call of Duty anti-cheat mode, and then you and I, I think, talked offline about the fact that it got hacked in the first day. Um, have they addressed that? They have, and what's really interesting is they addressed that, and then they discussed something for the future with Call of Duty Vanguard. And what they addressed was that they weren't concerned about the hackers getting a hold of the essential software, as it were, on day one. There are people that I talked to saying this was all part of the plan, that they were essentially going to say, here it is, have it, do your darndest, 
And then when we see what you do, we're going to see how you're attacking it. And that will allow us to do a counter thing. So go ahead, hack away, have fun with it. And then that essentially, like a beta test, lets us say, oh, this is the exploit that they are going after. This is how they're attacking it. This is where we shore it up. And so that was interesting. But what I found really, really interesting was the news about Vanguard. So a lot of people complain, and obviously that seems to be the wave of the future. Everybody has to complain about something. One of the biggest arguments about the Call of Duty games, when you get past the trolls and, oh, it's the same thing, and da 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 is the install size. The fact that the games are big, they put out all this DLC, which is now free. It's not, you know, paid DLC like it used to be, but all these new maps, all these new episodes come in, and it ramps up the hard drive. And this has become a real issue, especially for console players who say, I don't have hard drive space for a game this big. You know, a year after it comes out, it is a massive install size. And I know they've tried to address this by saying, we are going to allow you to essentially select your install. If you don't want to put Warzone in, if you don't want to put the campaign, or if once you finish the campaign, since you know, generally speaking, once the campaign's done, they do not add new content to the campaign. It's the multiplayer that gets the new content. You can delete the campaign, save up that, you know, free up that space, so on and so forth. But um, one of the things they're doing is that they say they have a new, uh, essentially, compression algorithm, and they're saying Call of Duty Vanguard will be 30 to 50% smaller on the install size uh, than previous Call of Duty games, thanks to this uh, compression and without reducing the length of the game. So we'll be curious to see how that goes. Now, obviously the argument's going to be right, but if you you, um, put out the same amount of DLC, so on and so forth that you have in recent years, are those going to be compressed as well? But the bottom line is they know that's an issue, hard drive space, and they're doing something to address it. Damn, I mean, obviously it's going to be a good idea for all those people who are out there and dealing with that issue, and hopefully this will be something that's going to be good for them. Absolutely, and like I said, I I can speak firsthand. I know people who got the Xbox uh, Series S, and they're saying hard drive space is a massive issue for them unless you buy those expensive expansions. You know, some of them say... I can only put my older Xbox games on a on an expansion. Anything new has to be installed directly, you know, that's made for the new systems, mm. has to be installed directly for the hard driver. They have to buy the expensive external plug-in. Uh, and, you know, people will say, I, I'm, I'm about three to five games maximum, and Call of Duty is sucking up 60%, 70% of my hard drive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, it'll or always more. Yeah, exactly. Or more. Uh, I know that is an issue with everyone, and I know you're going to keep on the pulse with that and everything. You can find it at Skewed and Review. That is SKNR.net. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you, Gareth. And now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Well, Vicky, it's Friday. I have to imagine that there's a movie or two that uh, that is coming out. Yeah, there's no such thing as movies anymore. That is not a thing. Well, it was for a year. <laughs> Actually. Uh, no, there is a, only a few movies that are coming out this weekend that I think we would be interested in. Mm-hmm. One being one I didn't even hear about, but it's got a big name attached to it. Okay. Antlers. Oh, I oh, have I've seen this advertisement. I've seen the advertisements on it, and it looks horrifying. It is a horror mystery thriller, 65% on the tomato meter. Fair. Uh, 
yeah, I, I can already tell. I'm like, no, no, it looks not like it's for me. literally a creature made of antlers that terrorizes a family. So it, it's kind of a, a local thing because it's uh, in an isolated Oregon town that's uh, oh, not yeah. too far from us. I know. I didn't realize that we had Sasquatch and some weird antler beast. Right. Uh, one of the producers is Guillermo del Toro. We got Carrie Russell in it, Jesse Plemons. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, that's why it looks uh, kind of yeah. creepy and freaky and beast tooth. Yeah. Beast tooth. <laughs> but Good I mean, call. Halloween is uh, is this weekend. So if you're looking for a different horror movie or can't get tickets for anything else, check it out. Yeah, right. Uh, another one. Uh, it's one of those movies like I've seen trailers for it. I've seen pictures, but I honestly don't know what it's about. Oh, OK. And this is by a director we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So he's got a new movie. Last Night in Soho. Yeah, and it's got your uh, girl from uh, Queen's Gambit in there, BJ. Yes. Yeah, and Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Matt Smith. Oh, Matt Smith's in it, too. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, I think he plays. I don't think he plays a nice guy in this one. Yeah, it makes sense. Like it. <laughs> uh, this, uh, Edgar Wright was also one of the screenwriters. This is getting 73% on the tomato meter with 94% on the audience score, although there's fewer than 50 verified ratings, so... As of yet, I mean, it's uh, it's very interesting because it is a a, a sp- suspense thriller type movie, and it's uh, kind of out of his norm. Yeah, and leans really deep into what he does love, which is music. So it does deal a lot with that and uh, '60s vibe because it's uh, set in the '60s. So it's going to have oh. that sort of music vibe. So the the plot is Eloise, an inspiring fashion designer, is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s, where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer, Sandy. But the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something far darker. Ooh. Oh, boy. Wow, I didn't know it was uh, her going back into the 60s mm-hmm. and dreams. That seems kind of crazy. Yep. Yeah, so what do you call it? Sci-fi? What do you call it? Like uh, intense suspense? I don't know. Mystery yeah. thriller? Why not all of those? Yes. Okay. <laughs> One more that is coming out this weekend. Only has six reviews as of now on the tomato meter, but it is at 67%, and that is My Hero Academia, World's Heroes Mission, and this is an anime movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My Hero Academia is a huge anime, so it would make sense that they're uh, coming out with a movie for that. Uh, Yes. I don't know much about it. I just know that I see a lot of the stuff at Hot Topic, and all my friends are watching it. But I hear it's really good. Uh, but basically what it's about, Japanese greatest heroes must track down the mastermind behind a dead, deadly chemical attack, which could be really any movie. Kind of, yeah, any right at this point, yeah. superhero movie, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you do check out any of these movies this weekend or any other movies that are uh, newer, mm-hmm. we would love to hear from you. So send us a message. And until next time, stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.